0: Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And And you're about about to Get get jumped. Jumped.
1: Welcome to episode 154 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Kill la Kill episodes 16 through 18, where clothes are actually alien invaders. We ask, who cares about personal safety when there's free food? And decapitating someone only works if you cut all the way through. Look,
0: I have been many, many a time hurt by the fact that I haven't cut all the way through the piece of paper when I am making little tiny snowflakes at home by myself. Look, if you get really far into making these snowflakes and then you notice that there's, like, one of those little tabbies, but it's, like, all the way on the inside of one of the folds, and then you have to knock out all the tabbies on it... It's really difficult. And if you are also frustrated by this, let me tell you a story about the election that happened in the United States of George W. Bush.
1: Oh my god. Let's jump in. (laughs) That was big, who wants to hear a story about a bridge energy. (laughs)
0: Hey everybody, Uh, we are back with more goodness, and before we get into any of that though, I... Have to start a conversation about a couple of things that we are currently doing. So, first and foremost, I have started to do a read along series of Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, this is a show that has blown up in popularity. Uh, a lot of people are very, very, very interested in it. Talking about it being like one of the successors of the big shonen series. Uh a lot of people would say that My Hero Academia would be the one that would be taking over for one of like the big 3 in in replacement for yeah. a, a bleach or Naruto. I was a Naruto. watching
1: a I was watching a Mother's Basement the other day. I think it was Mother's Basement. Sorry if it wasn't uh, for putting that on you Jeff, but uh the I think they listed the big 3 as like My Hero Academia, Demon Slayer and Jujutsu Kaisen. Which, of course, One Piece, part of the original big three, is still around, so I don't know. But uh, I, I would, I could believe that that trio was a big three for the current anime market.
0: Yeah, I have started to read it. Uh, it is very intriguing so far. The way that I am doing it is going to be in a thread every day. And I am going to be releasing a chapter a day, five days a week. I'm not doing it on the weekends. And uh so I am gonna be basically reading five chapters a week. If you would like to follow along with that, you definitely should. I am doing a midway point reaction, I am doing a final reaction for each one of the chapters, as well as doing a standout page from each one of the chapters that I am reading. So if you're interested in this, this is happening that, on the tweeters. It is happening on the tweeters. Um, so if you want to follow along with that, uh that it sounds it sounds it sounds like it's gonna be fun for me. Um, I've also been doing some. Instagram-y thingies um one of them includes something from you if you would like to be a part of it which is going to be fan art friday i've been reaching out to a couple of people i found online that do really amazing fan art most of them are going to be on reddit i've tried to find a couple of them through discord in fact our very first one was through discord so that was really cool Um, so if you wanted to be a part of that you definitely should let us know now back to the other thing at hand uh, I don't know if you saw this, Blake, but we had a a a pretty back and forth debate on One Punch Man season one versus season two. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've been watching
1: that from the sidelines because I don't. Uh, I've been so f- so long away from the series. I haven't read it. I haven't watched the second season, so I, I was kind of spectating but not involved in.
0: Yeah. So season one of of One Punch Man <clears throat> is is a. A revelation for many, many people. It was a breakout series. It continues to be regarded as one of the best animated series of all time. And a lot of people compare season two and they're like, well, it's good in comparison to other in anime. Here's
1: the problem. Yeah, Actually, I had never heard that argument until I heard it in the Discord. So yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah.
0: Here's the problem with that, though. The problem with that, though, is that you cannot discount the entire first season of an anime and then compare it to a second season, which is not going to be a remake of the show done by a different studio. It doesn't exist in a vacuum away from the first season. It is... A successor to it, it is the second part of it, and because of that, you are going to be running into the same issues that you have with something that I have talked about many, many times, which is the frustration that is uh, Seven Deadly Sins seasons that are dramatically worse than other seasons. Yes, season two of One Punch Man is still good, The problem is, it is just such a dramatic drop in the quality of animation from season one, in my opinion, that it is jarring, and it makes it difficult to watch, because you have just such a high bar to clear from watching the first season. I was one of the people that watched the first season as soon as it came out, and then We, as a show, watch the entirety of the first season again while the second season was coming out, so I watched the second season in tandem with watching the first season, and as somebody who put those two together, it is very jarring and frustrating to see. And I will also say, people say that season two of One Punch Man is better than season one because the storytelling is better in season two than season one. I disagree. It is very different, and the reason why it is so different is because they spend more time giving backstory on characters, as well as giving a a bigger jump into the world and more world-building inside of it. They do that at the end of season one of One Punch Man as well, but the pull point of the first season of One Punch Man is to get you antiquated with the universe that you're going to be dropped into, as well as giving you a kind of fun backstory for Saitama and getting you into the kind of character that he is. I will also say that the first season of One Punch Man that was originally animated is more true to the manga, especially the way that the manga was originally done, than the second season, because the second season is following along with the manga after the manga was picked up and started to get more... Uh, a more in-depth feel of what the creator was doing. The creator really starts to stretch his legs uh with the manga as you get further and further into the chapters, and because of that, it gets less of a comic uh feel that is just sort of lampooning shonen anime, and instead it starts to take himself, you know, more seriously. And uh, understandably that's just something that happens with a manga as that it goes on and as somebody who has really i've i've read all of the manga through all the way twice now i have watched season one and season two twice now it is a show that i love it is a show that i will wholeheartedly admit that season two is not my favorite but i still think that it is good but I really think that when you compare season one to season two, it turns into almost a a situation where you're comparing apples and oranges. Yeah, they're both good, but one of them is, is clearly, you know, it, it's better in a lot of senses than the other one for different reasons. And I think the biggest reasons behind those is... I think the comedy shines better in season one. I think the, anime, uh, the animation shines better in season one. I think that the storytelling is better in season two. But I think that's because the manga in season two was something that was done better. So at the end of the day, it just happens to be that that is the biggest reason why I think season two does not work for me as well as season one does. And with that, I will jump off my soapbox. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that's really interesting. Uh, I've, like I said, I've been kind of spectating. I, w- I will say, uh, I know when season two was coming out, uh, obviously longtime listeners of this show know that I am generally not the kind of person who jumps at the earliest opportunity to watch a new season of anime. But that said, I loved One Punch Man so much. I know we had talked about doing the second season on our show because it was coming out around the time when we were covering the first season. And uh, I don't remember if we put it up for a vote and it didn't win or if we didn't even put it on the vote. But I do remember seeing um, seeing uh, trailer scenes, I think, for season two and being real bummed out because the animation sort of feast for the ice board of season one was um definitely a part of the selling point for the series um i think if it had lower quality animation the i would not have been as invested in the show um and so seeing that season 2 was going to lower quality animation uh i was bummed about and uh that was one of the reasons why i have yet to watch it to this day and um, i think i could see myself feeling the way you do spencer as far as like what was lost in the transition from season one to season two doesn't make up for what might be gained but uh i think it's a really interesting perspective that was put forth in the discord as well that like season two's animation is worse than season one's animation but is still on par with good animation from other anime studios and uh, I, you know, I can't corroborate that again because I haven't seen it. I haven't watched a trailer in a long time, um, and it is. Uh, I agree with Spencer. It's really hard to separate a subsequent episode of a series from the earlier episodes of that series when the quality is going down. And uh, and so I, I know that I struggled with that in the promotional material, and I'm curious to see how I would feel about it now sort of trying to keep in mind that like this animation might not be up to the, the quality standards of season one, but maybe it's up to the quality standards of the other anime around it at this time period. I, I don't know where I'd fall, but I could see it going either way. Really?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. All right. With all that being said, we do have kill a kill episodes to talk about.
1: Um, Boy, do we? Yeah. I will do my best. So Kill a Kill is a wacky cartoon universe in which uh, people get superpowers because of the clothes that they wear. Specifically, uh, there's this thing called a life fiber, which in some, you know, mysterious fashion enhances the wearer's abilities and, you know, gives them superpowers. Most people use this in the form of what's called a Goku uniform, which is just, you know, power enhancing clothes. Uh, but there are also some special clothes, uh, called Kamui. Uh, one of those Kamui belongs to our main character. Her name's Ryuko. She is on a revenge quest to, uh, figure out who killed her dad. Although recently it seems like she's found the answer to that question. Um, she has bonded with a Kamui named Senket and has been fighting through waves of Goku uniform-wearing students from the local high school. Uh, All the while, she bonded with another high school student that uh, is her age, a girl named Mako, who lives in kind of the city slums surrounding the high school. And uh, that's because this is totally operating on anime logic, in which the high school of Hanoji Academy is basically like the elite castle at the center of the uh, society it is ruled by the student body president a girl named satsuki who has been nothing but antagonistic to ryuko so far Um, satsuki is basically the totalitarian ruler of the area because she's the student body president and uh, she has four other club heads that um, comprise her kind of royal guard as it were Um, they are called the elite four um, Satsuki was thought to be responsible for Ryuko's father's death, but then it was revealed that she wasn't responsible. But then maybe she hired, she like put a hit on him, basically not literally, but more or less. So maybe she's culpable, but not directly responsible. It's a little gray area. There will be more on that later. Um, there's also a an organization that's working against Hanoji Academy and Satsuki. They are called Nudist Beach. They uh, kind of don't love clothes, and part of the reason is that they don't trust the life fibers in the Goku uniforms. There's a guy named Aikuro, who has been posing as the homeroom teacher for Yuka and Mako, who is actually a secret agent for Nudist Beach. There's also a dude named Sumugu, who is uh, commonly referred to as Cool guy here, and Sumugu has uh, shown up a few times as a Nudist Beach operative as well. Um, New to Speech recently got into a big fight with Hanoji Academy, and all of this is taking place alongside a couple other characters. There's a woman named Ragio who is Satsuki's mother. She is the head of the Revox Corporation, which is the world's biggest clothing conglomerate, so big that I think it has something like 80% market saturation across the entire globe. Um, there's also a girl named Nui who seems to be about the age of Satsuki and Ryuko, who is kind of the, I don't know, sadistic lieutenant of the Revox Corporation. And uh, she's shown up a few times. She'll be in these episodes. And that is going to bring us into episode 16.
0: All right. Now we are in episode 16. The girl can't help it. And if... You know we- she
1: can't, girl.
0: <laughs> you know she can't. She can't girl. She can't she even. She just can't help it. She can't even girl right now. She's girl. She's so, she,
1: she's so that she can't even. So <laughs> there's a, there's this song by a uh, musical artist named Todrick Call called nails, hair, hips, heels. And it's very like gay guys using the word girl is like sort of one of the foundational principles of the song. It's probably a little gay for your taste, Spencer, but it's very good. And there's there's a sort of like dance instructor calling out what you're going to do segment at the end of the song. And one of the segments is just say girl for me, girl for me, girl. And they say that like several times. So well, that's this episode. Yeah. And that's all you need to know about it. episode 17.
0: Okay. Well, that's not how this goes. We got to talk about oh, the okay. other stuff that happened inside of the episode. So, this Shoot, episode I'm is confused. This episode is very intense. Um first things first, uh we are going to see Lady Satsuki going up to her palatial Hollywood estate where her mom lives. <laughs> um well n- not really uh her her mom does live there but it's not in hollywood and it it, it is palatial but it's it's a different sort I'm of estate it's more so a mad woman's castle if if you were
1: <laughs> it's when i make a show about rich people called estate of affairs yeah dibs i call it yeah
0: um there's some uh, there's some woman on woman action that happens at the very beginning, <laughs> of um, and then uh, that
1: sounds so wrong, but then also is definitely not a misrepresentation of what's occurring. <laughs>
0: um, then there is a huge piece of conversation that happens on two different fronts about how the life fibers. Are actually made from a giant primordial alien that sent down its life fibers to influence younger, or I guess not younger, but less evolved humans to evolve to wear clothings and become more advanced. <laughs> and if you were yeah, thinking, don't... what did I just step into? Welcome to Kill a Kill.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, like my my first reaction was this is insane in a way that is just amazing. And then my second reaction was wasn't this already crazy enough? And then my third reaction was just the first one again. Uh, but like the thing is this is it's just absurd. So, okay, the life fibers uh you know are what make the clothing give you superpowers but it turns out that it's actually like a race of aliens or maybe like parts of a single alien organism i guess i'm unclear on that and they they explain it to where like the life fibers when they when they get to a place they want to feed off of the life force of the living creatures on that planet it's kind of Uh, well shit I've only seen one version of this and it was the Nicole Kidman one that I don't know how people feel about but the invasion of the body snatchers where the aliens are kind of taking over just to take over you know and like so you're you get taken over and you're you're done you know and uh, yeah you you get snatched and so like I think that this seems to be the same kind of thing where um, the aliens are invading to take over the bodies of living creatures. But what Ikarou is going to tell Ryuko is that that when the aliens invade and they take over a living creature from the inside, the energy that they pull on is too much and it kills the it kills the thing. And so what they did instead was hatch this long fucking con to where they would literally help like proto-humans like whatever was one or two evolutionary links ago from humans they are the reason that that evolved into humans because it was the most like it had the most potential for intelligence of any organism on the planet earth and i guess intelligence tastes better or whatever so they it's like a it's like a little little promise neverland you want to munch on the smart ones so yeah. they um so they helped humans to evolve and and in doing so they they wrapped around the humans bodies and created clothes and because they were involved in the evolution of you know primate ancestors into humans and were serving as clothes during that time they basically created a sort of subconscious desire or need to wear clothes in people which is why people wear clothes which is also part of their plan because then the life fibers basically became sleeper cell for a while and decided that they would just bide their time until there were enough clothes to i guess take over the whole world and that's what this has all been about and so now you know many moons later there are people that are just wearing clothes cuz that's what we do and they don't realize that it is a you know moment of evolution inception done by aliens and yeah those aliens want to take over now what the fuck am i even talking about
0: yeah so while lady satsuki is getting this conversation with her mother this conversation is also happening between Ikaro, smugu mako and our main character uh, ray main character uh, <laughs> our main character ryuko um, they're down <laughs> inside of Nudist Beach's hideaway under a city which is just a nudist's beach. <laughs> yeah, it is. And um, So what they are going to do down there is they are going to get into a standoff. Smugu against Ryuko because Ryuko is just like, so you're just planning on using uh, uh, my 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 clothing that I have become friends with to fight and murder the clothing that I am not friends with. And they're like, yes. And if you're not yeah. willing to do that, then we're just gonna kill your clothing. And she's like, well, you can't do that because Cat's is important to me. And then uh, Smoogu's like, well, then I'm just gonna kill it. She's like, you gotta go through me first. And he's like, then I'm just gonna go through you first. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Right before that happens, though, there is a hilarious moment where everything is sinking in from the conversation that Ikaro just had with Ryuko. And Ryuko is, like, understanding it. And Mako is sitting there sort of understanding it, but also bored. So she's just slowly falling asleep. And it's like it's like a full on 45 seconds of a joke and it is one of the truly funniest things that has happened in this show so far. Um but before we can get the rest of the standoff, we have to first find out the final part of the plan, which is that um they are going to uh send out all of these covers which are Pieces of the primordial life fiber to take over the world and they need to test it first. So what they're going to do is they're going to have a sports festival and it's going to, it's going to happen at the, the school that uh, Lady Satsuki is running and that's what they're prepping for and it takes us into episode 17. Episode 17, tell me why. Don't, don't Ain't say, nothing don't say, but say. a heartache. Oh God, just a... Just a peek behind Ain't the
1: curtain. Really, but a uh,
0: just a peek behind the curtain, really quickly.
1: I never want to hear you say.
0: I'm so mad. Anyways, what? We We recorded, I want it that way. We recorded uh, some of this yesterday and then had to record some of it the day after. So it may sound a little bit different and we may sound a little bit more ragged. But that joke was unfortunately in both versions of it.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it caught you off guard last time. You thought it was funny. This time you were just upset. Yeah. Which tells me everything I need to know about how correct I was.
0: Anyways, uh, Ryuko and Smugu are like, fine, we're not going to fight each other. Because Ryuko it was just like, I don't want you to do this. And is like, fine. Um, it also turns out that <laughs> we find a little bit of the backstory because of, like, Because of a story that happens where Smugu tells, or I guess it's Ikora that tells them that Smugu's sister was killed inside of a life fiber incident. Um, It was like testing and it killed her sister um, or his sister. And the only reason that Ryuko can stand up to the life fibers is that she has an unnaturally high tolerance to life fibers. And so she can take wearing synkets, but not everybody can.
1: Yeah. Also, it turns out that Senketsu was specifically made for Ryuko, uh, which is another thing that Ikaru reveals is that her dad created Nudist Beach and made Senketsu as a uh, you know future proof prevention against this alien takeover, but specifically made it utilizing dna from Ryuka. so she is the only one that can wear senketsu or communicate with it which yeah. is uh pretty pretty surprising i guess uh but also sort of not because i'm like senketsu seems special but it, it his specialness seemed to be in the fact that he was unique which i guess he's not literally unique because there's Junketsu, but there you know there's only two and but uh it turns out that he's his specialness goes deeper than that because he's made out of Ryuko essentially. And so they are specifically supposed to be a pair.
0: Yeah. That takes us to the other thing that's happening inside of this episode, which is the sports festival before it can begin. Lady Satsuki is going to tell everybody that they have a sports festival coming up and they are going to make everybody in the town come to the sports festival. And they're all going to put on these clothes. And if they don't, They're going to be severely punished and kicked out of town. (laughs) Mako's family is just like, hey, we want to know where our daughter is. And they're like, well, we're not (laughs) going to tell you. And also, you're under arrest. And we're like, we're not under arrest. You're under arrest. And they're like, that's not how this works. And they're just like, you're not how it works. And they're just like, fine, (laughs) but you need to come to the festival. And we're like, is there free food? And they're like, yes. And they're like, okay, well, come then. And that's basically what happens.
1: Yeah, that wasn't exactly all of the steps, but yeah, essentially they're going to be under arrest because Mako has sided with Ryuko and nudist Beach in all of this. But then Hanoji Academy is just like we will forgive you if you come to the sports festival, and they're like we would never do that and go against our daughter. Except, will there be free food? <laughs> they're like, yeah, they're like we will be there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, my favorite, my favorite part after this though is that they give them three uh, pieces of clothing to wear for the festival. And so, uh, when they come back for the festival, everybody in the town is dressed up and their dog is wearing one of the outfits because their dog wanted to come and eat. Um, but their son didn't get an additional outfit. So he just got nude and painted an outfit on himself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He just painted a tuxedo on his bare chest. I think, did he not get an outfit or did he sell it? I thought he sold
0: it. Oh yeah. That's what it was. I I thought it was. Anyways. So, it's good either way. <laughs> so um, uh, Lady Satsuki's mother is going to show up. Her name is Ragyo. Uh, and uh, there is going to be a standoff that happens when Ryuko shows up. And she's like, I'm going to fight you. And then uh, Ragyo is just like, I am so ready for something to go down. And they take over all of uh, the people that are wearing the outfits. And it seems like everything is going great. And then right before everything goes completely down for real, it turns out that Satsuki was a double agent. She stabs Ragyo through the chest from behind, giving us way more blood than we've seen in the show so far. Like Yeah, it's pretty shocking actually. Like so much blood, you guys. Like the mo she's she makes she makes her bleed her own blood. Um
1: and- Yeah. How much are you thinking? You, listener, how much are you thinking? Double it. Put it... That's how much.
0: Kill Bill it. Put it in Kill Bill terms.
1: Yeah, that's true. Actually, it's very Kill Bill.
0: Yeah. So, uh, it turns out that Lady Satsuki knew about this plan. She knew it was coming. And what she did is she's been preparing Hinoji Academy and its students to uh, go against this as well as prepare the Elite Four in order to fight against this alien
1: invader and Lady Raagio is yeah. Like, this
0: is oh, I've been double crossed.
1: Yeah, it's a good double cross too because in the in the this is actually all about aliens reveal from the last episode. You get, uh, her mom is telling her this information as though it's the first time. Right? I, I, if I'm remembering correctly, Satsuki did not know this, but her reaction to that is that she is in agreement and she will go along with Ragyo's plans and help make this happen and Ragyo reveals that one of the reasons that hanoji academy exists and utilizes the goku uniforms is to sort of perfect the life fibers for this takeover and satsuki is like that's great i'm all in and then this Double Cross is when Satsuki reveals that that was actually an act that she knew about it all along and that she has been working her own game against her mom this whole time. And it's a really, really good reveal because until now, Satsuki has been a villain, maybe something of a sympathetic villain occasionally, but she's never felt like the villain. She's felt like a villain we will understand better, but not like you know, not not one that would turn into a hero. And now I don't know. Maybe she is a hero. She still kind of sucks personality-wise. Like she's still really mean. Uh, but I don't know. She's fighting on the side of the protagonist now. It's a really good. It's a really good twist. Yeah. So that
0: takes us into episode eighteen, into the night. Uh, this episode is going to give us uh, first things first. Ragyo is going to be. Um. I, I don't know if I could, I, I could say this without saying it. She's going to be crucified um, and basically laid up in, onto the side of a big giant cross. Uh, basically from the beginning of this episode. There's a giant yeah, through don't... her chest and through her, her wrists. It's not played as anything, but she's definitely up on a cross. Um, meanwhile, her... Right hand, I don't know. uh, I was gonna call her her right hand mistress, uh, but her right (laughs) sounds like something else. Her her right hand, her chick on the side. (laughs) uh, Nui is going to come to her aid, but mostly just to like point and laugh and then start a fight. And she's gonna get into a straight up huge fight with the elite four. Um, It's uh, pretty sweet. Um, and then uh, Satsuki is also going to uh, uh, have a have a really hard time dealing with uh, the the fact that she was she was mistreated pretty horribly when she was a kid. There's like a lot of reliving of her past inside of this episode, and the the brutality that was her childhood. Um, with her her father and mother uh, we're gonna find out that she has a sister inside of this episode um, it's gonna be revealed well the she had end. one
1: but the sister was lost in a life fiber accident or something yeah. I't know like her mom was basically doing like you know illicit science experiments on the effects of life fibers on small children, I guess, using her daughters as subjects. But then one daughter was killed by it and it was Satsuki's younger sister. And it's very tragic. And she, I guess, I guess that's her motivation for like knowing about all of this and working against her mom. Right. Yeah. Um, so Satsuki
0: cuts Raggio's head off and that stays a death for about a half a second before Raggio's head like pops up and it's just like, surprise, I'm not actually hurt. Um, and she is going to uh, she's going to get back onto her body and start taking over people's yeah, minds.
1: Got, she she's got life fibers inside of her, and so the re the cutting off her head would have killed her if Satsuki had severed the life fiber holding her head to her body. But that was the only thing left, and because of that, she was able to pull herself back together. Which to me is also not necessarily a reveal but a confirmation that like her mom is gone like i think her mom was taken over by these aliens quite a while ago and whether or not they sort of like fused with her personality or just like usurped it like she's she's not really there anymore she's definitely an alien in a mom suit yeah so um so
0: ragyo uses this ability that she has to take over people's minds and fight against the elite 4 and lady satsuki and also takes over uh, uh, Ryuko's mind and makes Ryuko fight against Lady Satsuki. Um, it is a quick fight before uh, before um, Ryuko is just like, I'm not going to do this, and just rips the light fiber that's
1: controlling her brain out of her head. Um, and she's- Yeah, the animation shows her, like, stick her fingers into her head and pull it out, but the way it does it, is sort of like a x-ray vision moment and then when it pops back she doesn't have like a hole in her head or or blood coming out of it or anything so like i'm not 100 percent sure what happened here but i do really like the animation around it so uh, i don't care yeah so Sasuke is just like i'm gonna
0: fight my mom and ryuko is just like i'll fight too and then nui's just like by the way i still killed your dad and she's just like Hold my beer real quick. I'm going to go fight this stupid girl. <laughs> I'm um, going to wreck this bitch. Yeah, and so uh, she she starts to synchronize with Sinkets better than she's ever synchronized before. And so she starts to fight with Nui, and it's really great. And uh, Lady Satsuki is like, I'm going to do really well fighting against my mom. And surprise, she doesn't. Uh, she gets a hole punched in her. Um, and then... Yeah, she,
1: she also has the counterpart to Senkatsu called Mm Junkatsu. And Ragyo is going to steal that from her in the most overtly sexual thing that's happened in this show. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. After she steals,
0: after she steals,
1: steals, (laughs) she steals Junkats.
0: She then puts it on and goes and gets into a fight with Yuriko. And by gets into a fight, I really mean, she immediately punches another hole in another one of her daughter's chest because what? that's right. Uh, Ryuko is actually her other daughter. So both Lady Satsuki and Ryuko are her daughters. And the final twist of this is the reason why Ryuko is able to stand up and uh, connect with her um her cats so well is just because she has life fibers in her body too. When her heart is pulled out of her chest, that legitimately happens. Um while still beating, it is shown that it is wrapped in life fibers or made of life fibers. I couldn't really tell. Um but yeah. that is gonna be the the cliffhanger that we are left on at the end of these episodes. And these episodes are just balls to the wall, crazy. Like,
1: they were so good. Yeah. Uh, like, this show's always fun to watch, but I think this was the most fun I had because it felt like more serious without losing the whimsy. Yeah. Yeah. Also, so Ragyo is Ryuko's mom. Assuming that Ryuko's dad is still her literal dad, like, did he fuck that alien lady, or how did this happen? I think that is younger... Sox- I think Satsuki's that, dad? I
0: think that younger version of Satsuki's... Like, Lady Satsuki, when she was remembering her dad, was just the younger version of Ryuko's dad, or maybe not, or huh. we don't know yet. Uh, stick with us in, in our coverage, and we'll talk about it most certainly later. Um, but well, fine. <laughs> with all that being said, stick with us after these
1: credits and we'll talk about what's coming on next time. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind podcast network. Sound editing is
0: done by Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Blake Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at Reddit.com slash R slash Get Jumped. Also, we have
1: a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show.
0: New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday.
1: And hey, thanks for listening. Hello, my name is Jeremy Snow, owner and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind. We interrupt your awesome, regularly scheduled programming to ensure you're aware of the Geekly Grind podcast network, of which this show is a treasured member of. If you haven't had a chance to check out our site, you can do so at thegeeklygrind.com, and while you're there, take a look at the other members of our steadily growing podcast family, including the anime-centric Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, discovering new heroes on Comic Book Keepers with Chris and Lance, exploring the vast universe of geekdom with Geek Exploration, or appreciating animation's finer details with JD's Ink and Paint Club. Escape your weekly grind. At the Geekly Grind. Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, we're watching Naruto Shippuden episodes 44 through 48. Oh man, I am so, so sick of
0: these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking bridge. I swear (laughs) we have been talking about these snakes on this bridge for like two weeks now. I guess we're not on the bridge anymore though because the bridge got too snaked Samuel Jackson two, was there, I think. Two
1: Snake, Two Bridge. <laughs>
0: That's the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> We're idiots.